Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It wouldn't be a month on the Ben Jarofsky Show if I didn't have my good friend Henry Davis Jr. on as a guest. Henry Davis is a councilman from South Bend, Indiana. Uh, he first came on this show, I forget when it was, about a year ago, to tell the truth about Mayor Pete. Changed a lot of people's minds with that. That's one of our most popular shows, and Henry's been coming back ever since. Welcome back, Henry Davis Jr. What's going on, Ben? How you doing? I'm doing well. Are you in a limousine? No, sir. I'm not in a limousine. I'm in the back seat of my 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 wife's uh, vehicle. Well, let's just say you're in a limousine. It sounds better. Okay. Uh, all right, so let me do this as an introduction. Generally, uh, Henry comes on, we talk politics, we talk uh, Indiana politics, South Bend politics, national politics, Democratic politics, 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 politics. Both of us are obsessed with politics. And then occasionally we go into some basketball talk. Uh, Henry's an accomplished basketball player. I'm an obsessive basketball fan, not so accomplished as a player. In my mind, I'm the greatest guard that ever lived, though. Uh, That's where and- it starts at. <laughs> it's where it starts at, man. It has, to, it has to start there first. If you don't, I got it, six, no one else can. I got six rings in my mind. Amen. Uh, so, uh, but the last time, I'm just going to do this as an introduction. So, I associate Henry Davis with South Bend, Indiana. We're driving for vacation to Michigan. I see a sign that says South Bend this way. I immediately text, take a picture of it, text it to Henry. Hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. And he that's where he broke back. He broke the news to me uh, that he had uh, had COVID-19 and it knocked him out for a bit. And yeah. I said, Henry, let's get, get you on the show and talk about it. Um, and before we do that, D, do you have that clip uh, that I asked uh, that I sent you? That clip. Uh, I want to play this clip, Henry, uh, President of the United States, Donald John Trump. This will that's just a, sort of that's his middle name, John. I never, yes. knew. I just know it was a J in, in between. Yes. But uh, not that I ever, not that I ever cared. But I, you know, just first time I've heard somebody go all the way through. Yeah, I have a habit. Uh, man, yeah. got the middle name. Might as well use it. I thought uh, probably, I thought it probably meant jerk. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> or something else that I won't say uh, yeah. with a J and A and a G. Uh, uh, so, uh, D, you got that? Yep, yep, I Jack- All right, we're going to play this, Henry. You're going to listen to this. This is your president, our president. I didn't vote for him. uh, Talking about masks at a recent press conference. Go ahead, D. Thank you, President. The issue of what happens when you are in France continues to be a story. You're going to have to take that off, please. Just you can take it off. How how many feet are you away? I'll speak a lot louder. Well, if you don't take it off, you're very muffled. So if you would take it off, it would be a lot easier. I'll, I'll just speak a lot louder. Is that better? It's better, yeah, Mr. it's Mr. better. Mr. President, some people are having a hard time believing your denials of the Atlantic story because of what you said about John McCain in the past. Do you understand that? And have you asked John, no, I don't understand have you asked John Kelly to refute that story? No, I don't understand it at all, no, because I've always been on the opposite side of John McCain. John McCain liked wars. 
I will be a better warrior than anybody, but when we fight a war, we're going to win them. It's the most important thing. Yeah, go ahead in the back. Hi. Um, just based on some of your recent tweets, sir, do you... Um, you you sound care? so clear, <laughs> as opposed to everybody else, where they refuse. Your, your tweets about the 1619 projects. Yeah. All right, that's it. That's uh, that's the bit. Uh, you know, I used to work with a I used to work with a guy that used to behave like that. Uh, he was the council president for like a lot of years. It, it was the worst. Oh my god! It always had to be right. Always had to prove a point when a point didn't, didn't need to be pro- proven. It was bad. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely correct, and I, I I just play that before we go into so folks can hear uh, what Henry's been through and how uh, how dangerous this this virus is, this illness is. But Donald John Trump mocks it, and so the first reporter that stood up to ask the question was wearing a mask as protocol requires, and Donald Trump was saying, "Take the mask off." The reporter, to his credit, wouldn't take the mask off, and then the second reporter that he asked the question bullied by Trump, took the mask off, and then Trump praised him like he was a child. Here is your reward for doing the exact opposite thing, Henry Davis, that we're all supposed to be doing. No, he was rewarded because he was told what to do. It's just like some real sadistic way of him being a parent, a father, paternalistic way of handling things. That's what that was. It was about power and control. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Like I said, it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's particularly disgusting because uh, the masks are the number one way to prevent the spread of this illness, which will lead me to a discussion of your bout with the disease, which I discovered uh, when you sent me back the text. I say, what's going on? And that's when you told me that's how I heard. So let's talk about it. Uh, About how long ago uh, did you get the uh, illness? Oh, wow. I don't, you know, exactly know. I can't even pinpoint that one. It's been probably about, you know, a little bit over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should, probably even closer to six weeks, to be honest with you, now that I'm counting back, because this is the second week of September. So it's about six weeks ago. And and uh, how did you, when did you first notice that you might be coming uh, I down didn't with know. it? I didn't know. Uh we were, I was actually uh, forced in some way to even get, go to the emergency room uh, by my wife and my, my mother. Um, I didn't know. As a matter of fact, I was, um, I suffer from multiple sclerosis. I know I've said this before on your show. And I was having a flare-up. And the flare-ups, they come and they go. I usually have a pretty good one once a year. And um, and I, I was, you know, at that point, current time at that present time i was like going back and forth to outpatient getting infusions and i had a series of infusions i think it was like five that i was going to this time around and so as a result of getting infusions usually you have these symptoms afterwards which usually are sometimes you get high flashes uh sometimes you are um very quick and very close friends with the uh bathroom uh, so, you know, some of those things were like very consistent with coronavirus symptoms. So I, you know, like I said, I didn't know. I mean, I would just, had just finished my round of uh, therapy uh, at the hospital. So I was going to, you know, going in the bathroom and, and, you know, I was having hot flashes. And so some of those things are obviously consistent with coronavirus. So at, at, at some point, I became very close friends with my bed. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm laying in the bed. I'm, you know, really tired. And, you know, it's just, you know, it just built. It was a build. Uh, and so after probably about a week, my wife was just like, what's going on? And I was very clear. Oh, it's not that bad. You know, I'm fine. Um, it's just part of, you know, the process of the infusion. And so there was another discussion. She asked me again, <laughs> and I'm still saying the same thing. Uh, not even thinking that I'm sleeping all day long and then I'm sweating all through the night during my sleep. I'm still thinking, you know, it's this. Um, kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So then um, I think this is like maybe week two. And my mom is kind of came over to my house and she has this like aggressive appeal. <laughs> Dude, get out the bed, get to the hospital. She doesn't believe what I'm saying. I'm the only person that's actually believing what I'm saying. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, um, and, and it's not like I'm just like confined to the room and to the bed. I'm actually going and taking a shower and I'm moving around a, a bit, not a lot, but just a bit. And so I'm still trying to convince them that I'm fine. And the truth is, I really am not. And so uh, I finally got to the point, well, my wife finally got to the point to where she was like, uh, you need to go to the hospital. And so I said, okay, I relented. I said, okay, I gave up. So I went and took a shower and I got back to you know to the bedroom. I'm out of breath. I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And I started remembering back to uh, about a week before or prior, uh, maybe about a week before or maybe a week and a half prior, I remember being in the weight room and I remember being on the phone with my wife and I had just finished the set because she called me and I answered the phone and I remember not being able to catch my breath and it was really, really bad. And I just said, I don't know where that came from, you know, so I sat down and I caught my breath, you know, probably a few minutes later. And I just remember being really tired after that, but you know, I shook it off because I'm strong, you know, (laughs) and I, and I'm lifting weights. And so I, I left. So that was obviously in retrospect, but as I get to the hospital, um, we prepared me a bag or whether she prepared me a bag. And I was thinking to myself that I wasn't coming back home because I thought that they would probably keep me for two weeks because of the pre-existing health condition and my symptoms, you know, uh, I had called my neurologist as well, the, well, the nurse, and I had told her what was going on. And she called me back and then she talked to the doctor and she was just like, dude, you have like seven out of the eight symptoms that's on paper. Mm. And I, you know, and I also told her, I said, uh, you know, but I'm fine. You know, I'm still trying to convince everyone that, you know, it's all good. And so like, again, like I said, I went to the hospital, to the emergency room and, you know, at that point, you know, they took me in and they diagnosed me with it. Now, the saving grace behind it all was because I had had all of those infusions prior to, you know, the onset of all of these, you know, uh, really, really hardcore symptoms. And the doctor told me in the emergency room that he felt like that the symptoms were going to subside within five to seven days. And my saving grace, I'm going to get to that, was the fact that I had, uh, you know, those infusions with those steroids. And had I not had those infusions with those steroids, things probably been a little bit worse. 
Well, I don't know what worse is because I'm going to tell you right now, Ben, <laughs> no one needs to have that. No one needs to suffer from that. And as a result, my wife in, in, in return became ill, um, but her symptoms weren't as severe as mine were. So she had uh, the virus as well? Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, before we get into uh, what it was like at the at the worst, uh, just the seven out of eight symptoms. My, my it's funny because <laughs> I'm always like, oh, could this be the virus? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like a little scratchiness. Uh oh, I could be getting it. Uh oh, you know what I'm saying? So, what were the seven symptoms out of the eight that you had? You really want to know that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to gross you out. Uh, you know what? I don't remember all of my headache. I remember having a headache. I had, um, I had um, diarrhea. Okay. Um, I remember being very fatigued. I, I had pain all over my body, and my joints and my legs, especially my legs. My, everything below my knees was just like bad. Um, I had no taste. I couldn't smell. And some of those things were present during the course of, you know, those weeks uh, before the, the bill became an explosion. I just, I, I was, I guess I was trying to convince myself that I didn't have it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that that's what that was. And so I was coughing because I was always scared if I caught it that it would be bad because of the pre-existing health condition. I mean, you sit there and you listen to all the news reports and you know, different things doctors are saying, and I'm just like, boy, if I catch that, I'll probably die, you know, and, and I'm serious. I'm being serious about that. So yeah. that was me convincing myself that I was stronger than it, you know, and, and so obviously, you know, I wasn't. I caught it. Right. I, I had a sore throat, but the sore throat wasn't, um, it didn't last. It didn't take me over. And so I even thought that, you know, because that symptom didn't stay as long, I uh, <laughs> felt like that I didn't have it. And, you know, like I said, in retrospect, I even had like a science infection. I remember my nose and my nasal passages draining like crazy. I can remember like a lot of things that were going on um, prior to me, you know, having the the complete meltdown. So I'm going to be honest with you. It probably was with me for about two to three weeks versus the two. It's amazing, you know, the things that you go through and you just try to work through them. Mm-hmm. Like the common cold or even like, you know, the regular flu, right? yeah. if that thing is even regular anymore. So um, I, I just remember now, like I said, in retrospect, that there was quite a few things that said, hey, Henry is here. But I, I wanted to believe that I could keep going and, you know, and, and, and move about without, you know, falling down. But when I fell, I fell pretty hard. All right. Now you talk about the complete meltdown. Uh, describe what the complete meltdown is like and what it involves. Oh, it's just kind of like, you know, being ran over by a truck. You're in the bed. Your body is hurting. You're sweating all the time. You can't get up out of the bed. You're sleeping a whole lot. Um, It's like the flu that we're all probably used to, but probably probably about 10 times worse. Well, at least for me it was. Um, everybody's symptoms are different. Uh, everybody is unique because of whatever pre-existing health conditions they may or may not have. But mines were top-notch. I got the full uh, gamut. I, I got it all. And so, uh, yeah, 
I mean, you're, you're talking about sweating off your sweating out your pillow. You're talking about sweating out your shirt. I mean, yeah, you're you're talking. It, it almost reminds you what movie was that when people used to call for sneeze, and then you know they came from a monkey. I, I remember that it was a pretty like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah, and then you know once you caught whatever they sneezed or coughed out. In return, you just fell out and you were like, you died. You yeah, know, you just got sick. You know, it was one of those things. It was nuts, man. I'm being honest with you. It was nuts. Did you have hallucinations? No, I didn't see dead people. I didn't. See- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that that didn't, that didn't happen. Thank God. We're getting all our movies mixed up. Uh, yeah, what was the no, movie where the kids saw the dead people? The Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Sixth Sense. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't uh, like it was, that. No, man, it wasn't like that. <laughs> so were you, were you in the hospital? Did they put you in the hospital? Uh, for the time that I was in the emergency room and being diagnosed with it, but no longer than that. So then you, so all this time when you're in bed sweating, you're at home. Yes. And then your wife got it. Yes. And so she's in bed too sweating. No. She actually had removed herself from me out of the room because there was a high chance high probability that I did have it. So she was a bit smarter than me and she moved away from me (laughs) and went to the other side of the house. So you were quarantined. Oh yeah. I absolutely was quarantined because she felt like that I probably had it. So she was smarter than I was. I mean, again, I just told you I was macho man, right? You know, this is not happening to me Uh, and I can beat this and I can go get up and run a mile right now. And none of those things were even possible. It was Did very you, hard to get, get up and go down down the stairs to get a drink of water, let alone go down the street. Did you ever have any, like, fatalistic moments where you thought, uh-oh, could I be? No, I didn't have. it. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, strong-willed than that. I just told you I didn't want to believe that I had it. So, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I uh, didn't go there in my mind, but my body sure did feel like it. Uh, and uh, so every day you're in bed sweating. That was your that was your existence for two weeks. About three, actually. Because it took a very long time for my fever to break. That was the worst. So I started feeling better. But the problem was that the fever would never break. So I'm like feeling better. My And I never lost my appetite during the whole entire course of it. I, I, I stayed hungry. But when I... Um, I just it, it it just wouldn't break. It wouldn't break at all. It just took forever for that thing to break. So I'm you know in the room. I got windows up. Got the fan on, but I'm I'm sweating. I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it was just really weird. Um, and my mom was on the phone. And my wife is. Did you take your Tylenol every what is it every four hours? Uh-huh. And you know at some point I just like I'm getting ready to eat this whole bottle. Not because, not because yeah. I'm not because I'm pouring it down my throat. Yeah. It's because every four hours you're taking X amount of Tylenol, and I'm just like nothing is changing, you know. So uh, it finally broke, and you know then I was just like, okay, voila, I feel a whole lot better. I'm not sweating anymore. Wow, when it broke, when a fever breaks, that's one of the the most satisfying feelings in the world. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh my god. It was, it was, yeah, I, you know, I thank God, you know, that I it broke because I, I felt like I was inside of a oven or something. It was nuts. 
And so the whole time this is going on, are you are you keeping track of what's going on in the world? Or are you just locked in your room? Uh, uh, locked man, I, in, I had no choice. I mean, I, I'm actually going. I'm actually participating on Zoom meetings. I'm actually watching TV a whole lot. Um, sending emails. You know, I, you had to do something to pass the time. Wow, you are participating in Zoom meetings. Yeah, that is so. Tell, uh, yeah, don't tell anybody that. No, <laughs> well, they couldn't get it. But did you let on? Did people know that you had it? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the time that I was able to participate is when I participated. If I didn't feel well enough to talk, I just listened in and, you know, allowed it to take its course. And then I hung up with the meeting. And then just collapsed in your bed. Yeah. Uh, and so after the fever broke, was it that... Did you go back to the normal existence? Was that like emerging from no, the disease? It, no, no, no. Look, I had a cough, and that lingered for well over a week afterwards. And so, no, it wasn't like uh, presto, you know, alakazam, alakazam, what did they say, alakazam, you know, yeah. <laughs> presto, you know. I wasn't like immediately back to form, you know. Uh, it took a few more days. And then I uh, tried my hand at, you know, jogging because I go jogging and um, I tried that. And I, you know, I did. I was pretty successful. I stopped about three or four times, you know, in a mile. So, you know, I w wasn't all the way back, but I was going to push push the envelope on it. And I did. And so uh, it took, you know, it took some time. I'm fine now. Thank God, you know, uh, it's um, second week of September. That's probably started the last week of July, maybe. And so uh, it, I, I had a really rough August, really, really rough August. And are there any things that lingering? Like I've read so many articles about it that uh, it's like people don't get their taste of uh, their taste back. Uh, no, my, my, my taste came back pretty fast, as fast as it left, as fast as it came back. So, no, that was that didn't linger. It was my cough. It was a cough that lingered. And so every time you cough, do people wonder if you had COVID and you go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping no one would ask me. That, that was a point. That was a problem. Because, I mean, people cough all the time, right? Yeah. And sneeze and all of that. So I was just hoping no one would ask me. But I don't think I went around too many people, you know, uh, uh, immediately after, you know, I started feeling better. I think I chilled out at home for a while no i got that all the time whenever i cough i always go oh that's uh just uh, allergies not covid okay <laughs> or if i sneeze i get i get a lot of allergies in the morning and so i'm always sneezing with dennis and i are doing the pre-production part of the show i'm like that's just the allergies okay yeah yeah, wanna... yeah i mean but you, you know what Henry, here's the thing. I'm older than I got. How many years on you? I forget. Yeah, 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 man. You don't want that. Yeah, you may, have, you may take your voyage to the, the you know, to the uh, eternal place. Yes, <laughs> I'm not ready to go to the eternal place yet. Okay, no. I got a little uh, kick in me yet. So I am really paranoid about this disease. I'm just telling you that right now, Henry. And, and as you should be, and I think everyone else should be as well. Um, it's nothing to play with. It's serious. Um, no, no one's lying. You know, the, the medical professionals are not lying to anyone. They are telling the truth. It can and will take you out. All of those people that have died uh, in other countries and also in America, they died because they had that disease. Now, they may have had a pre-existing health condition that pushed it higher. Mm -hmm. 
However, they still had that disease and they died. And they probably died a very painful death. So no one's lying. Um, and I can't believe people would even b- believe that they would lie about such a, you know, a, a major thing. Uh, it's tragic that, you know, someone, um, the guy with the J in the middle, would even get up and say that it's not that or, or it's not that bad, you know. And I pray to God that he doesn't catch it because he doesn't, de- no one deserves it. it it's, it's, um, it's rough, it's very rough, and it's really rough hearing people talk about it as if it doesn't exist. <laughs> it exists, buddy. <laughs> you know, uh, it's and I, and, I, and this is a favorite topic of mine that I've never really explored with anybody in this show. I talk about it all the time uh, with my wife and my friends. Um, there's a notion out there that people who are healthy and young are not going to get it. And I know you're a basketball fan. I don't know if you're a football fan. There's a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings named Kirk Cousins. Sure. Uh, who I don't think is that great a quarterback, but that's neither here nor there. I'm about to blast him. And he did an interview in July. I don't know if you saw this, Henry, where he said that he didn't, he made it clear he didn't really believe uh, that the pandemic was as serious as people were letting on. Wasn't quite sure about masks, having to wear masks. And then he said something like, uh, I think it's very, very unlikely that I'll get it. And if I do, I got the survival of the fittest mentality that I won't die. And then he said, and even if I do die, I'm figuring, well, you know, that was sort of like God's plan. And everything about what he said, Henry, was so stupid and so selfish. Kind of like Drew B- Brees, Drew Brees, yes. when he. <laughs> yes. You remember that conversation? Yeah, probably has gotten tackled too many times, you know. Uh, CTE is real as well, you know. Well, I actually think it's... That's what it's called, right? The head. Yeah, CTE, when you have uh, compounded blows to the head and accumulates and uh, you're not quite the same. Dave Dorison for the Bears. Yeah, plaque on your brain and you become suicidal and very violent. I mean, and that thing is real too, you know. I, I just... I, those type of people are just really, really reckless, you know, and I mean, what can you say and do about people like that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I want to go political because that's where I go. And I, I believe that uh, Kirk Cousins has been listening to MAGA. MAGA, MAGA America uh, came to a decision early on that this disease doesn't affect them. It only affects black people. That's the con- that's the conclusion they drew, and ever since then they've been acting with hostile indifference uh, to any attempt to protect people from the disease. And so when Kirk Gibson, uh, Kirk Gibson, I apologize to Kirk Gibson. When Kirk Cousins uh, says, "Well, he doesn't think he's going to get it. And he doesn't think it's going to kill him." Uh, he's repeating things that he hears MAGA people saying, Trump supporters saying. I actually believe that. I believe that's where he was coming from uh, when 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 he made those comments. Because I've heard many uh, Trump supporters, and then they always close it by saying, well, if I get it, if I die, I die. And I'm like, well, what about all the people who are going to be required to, to protect you, uh, to treat you? You get what I'm saying? Like, what are they? They, they don't matter. You're just going to, 
you're not going to protect yourself. You get sick and then you have to go to the hospital. What about the nurse and the doctor and the, the nurse's aides that have to deal with you? Do you see what I'm saying, Henry? I, no, I mean, I see what you're saying. You know, like, I like Batman. I love Batman. Um, and I really like the last few um, because I think the, the, the Batman, they, you know, really uh, did a good job. The actor that played Batman did a good job. Uh, and I... Christian Bale, my wife is here listening to the uh, interview. She just told me who it was, Christian Bale. But anyhow, I, I like the uh, the storyline, and I listen to it quite a bit. And I go back over it because art imitates life, and we know this. And so there was a part on, a, in a, on, on the movie where um, he was explaining, Christian Bale, Batman, was explaining the attraction to Joker. Now, I love the Joker. I, I think Joker's my favorite character now at this point. But on this particular scene, he was talking about how um, Joker has this ability to attract people with mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. And those people with those mental illnesses are attracted to him at a very high level. And he talked about it. And that's why his following was so strong, because he was able to say you know, these certain things and those certain people that had those um, those 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 uh, medical issues were attracted to him. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that's what that is, but you know, I'm listening to it, and it sounds and looks very close. You know, uh, and we're at a time right now, you know, politically, you know, here in America, and I'm being honest with you, it's scary that people are actually challenging the truth. Like, we know that wa- water is wet. We have people that are challenging whether water is wet or not. Uh, we know that, you know, 90 degrees on, on a summer day is hot. But we have people saying, well, it's really not that hot. Uh, especially when the humidity is like at 100%. Th- that can't be hot, you know. Uh, we're talking about things that we do know that are consistent across the board for people, all human beings. And somehow, some way, it's being challenged. The young man that, you know, went to uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin with his mother that was walking down the middle of the street with an assault rifle that shot and killed two people, you know, we really got to find out if, in fact, that's what happened. That's what you're hearing. You're hearing that he may have not broken the law. Not that he's 17 years old with an assault rifle that he's not supposed to possess, which is illegal. Not that he left one state and went to another state. Not that there are two dead people on the pavement. We're challenging the fact whether he was illegal or legal in what he did. I mean, this is where we're at in America. And you have someone that sits at the highest seat in the world at this point, saying that he doesn't know whether this happened or not. And and if it did happen, we need to find out the facts. And it's on video. Mm. And so now it's the question whether you're going to believe him or your lying eyes. You know, like, you can't, what you're seeing is not really happening. It's like the Matrix or something. And and so it's scary. It really is scary, you know? And I, and I hope that we are, have enough people 
that have enough of an insult level that are interested in voting this guy out in November. And that's even scarier because I'm starting to see a lot of black men that feel like that they're being uh, taken for granted with the Democratic Party. And they have been. I, 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 I agree. Um, that are interested in saying, well, I'm going with Trump because the Democratic Party has never liked me. And I'm just like, well, sure, they never liked you, but Trump wants to kill you, literally. Or he wants you somewhere that you don't belong. And so you have to, you know, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, uh, that level of insanity that you just described is very frightening. And uh, I think that uh, Donald Trump has successfully gaslighted this country. <laughs> yeah, he uh, has. That's just our ordinary cough. It's not COVID. Uh, and, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, and, you know, one of the, like, Trump is so insane, and he says so many insane things that I think it's Im- impacting people. So, for instance, the last time you were on the show, no, no, it was maybe a couple times before. We were talking about Drew Brees. And Drew Brees was the quarterback <laughs> for the New Orleans Saints who made a complete fool of himself by coming out and saying that, like, he wasn't sure of taking the knee uh, if he could abide by it because it was disrespectful to people who served in the military. And as you pointed out, just the season before, he took the knee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... Uh, so I don't know what happened to Drew Brees that he lost his mind. He's probably watching too much Fox TV uh, and he was separated from his teammates and he lost track of, you know, he was gas. He was gaslit. He was brainwashed. And Trump yesterday, he gave a no, speech. No, you know, he wasn't gas, gaslit. He was lying. And so that's the thing about the privilege that he possesses. And if had we not had him on camera or there was not something there that took a picture of that moment in time, he would act like he's never done it before. And he, I, I, I will guarantee you that's not the first time he's been caught lying either. He probably lies quite a bit. I would like to talk to his mother or his girlfriend or wife or whatever, or whatever person that hangs out with him to see if actually if he has any integrity. Because that's what you're starting to find out about a lot of these people that they are liars just because they're a sports hero. you still can be a liar, you know? Um, and, and that's what this thing is showing us. It, it comes at a really difficult time and moment in history. Um, but it, it's showing you who people really are. It's scary. It is scary. By the way, onto that front, uh, Brian Erlacher really, uh, Oh man, him, Mike Dicker, Lou Holtz, you know, you want to just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> You want to keep going? It's just bad. I keep saying this because I have no other word to describe it. It's bad. It's just bad. I mean, there's there's good and there's bad, and this is bad. I don't have any gray area. I don't have any, like, you know, very exciting words. You know, I don't have a demonstrative, you know, verb or or word to describe it. It's just bad. You're, You're bad people. Well, uh, to the point, I just have to make this point. I haven't made it yet. Yesterday, Donald Trump gave a speech. Another bad uh, person. <laughs> another bad person who lies all the time. Yes. And he called him. He called himself an environmentalist, which if anybody, <laughs> anybody just follows anything with the environment, you would know he is the exact opposite of a he's a a, a pollute, a pollution mentalist. That's what he is. I think it's and, the orange paint that he 
gains from the sunlight or the artificial sunlight that le- allows him to believe that he is an environmentalist. If he actually believes it or allows him to say it. Anyway, and today's headline in the front page of the Chicago Tribune, it just just coincidentally, the day that they're reporting Donald Trump's sayings environmentalists, the headline of the Tribune uh, says, EPA guts standard for toxic metals dumped in waterways. Rules target coal-fired plants, including biggest polluter on Lake Michigan. So they're allowing them just to dump their crap in the Lake Michigan and get away with it. They deregulated the hell out of the uh, the regulations that protect us. And Donald Trump's saying he's environmentalist. And Henry, it's it's all tied together with him telling the reporter to take the mask off while pretending that he cares about people catching the virus. Uh, and um, I do believe this is a very uh, dangerous time that we're facing because there is no credibility on the part of the people that are, are running our country. No, it's zero. It's that these guys are absolutely, you know, lawless. Uh, and, and it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I here on the local level, I've seen that as well. And many of them are Democrats. It's just like they feel like that they are so much in control, they are allowed to behave like that because yeah. they are in control. So they can write the rules as they go. And, and if there are things that, you know, that exist in this world uh, and exist in life. You know, you will reap what you sow. Uh, every action uh, causes a reaction. There are things that you just can't get away from, you know. And these guys, uh, these people, and they're not all guys, you know, uh, are willing to challenge that. And I just think it's, like, insane. And, 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 and you know, look, I'm going to say this as well. There's a, there's a difference from me doing that and challenging myself to do something that I probably can't do or trying to figure out if I can do it. And there's a difference of me doing that and it impacts, you know, a whole multitude of people. And many of these 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 actors, um, th- these these people, uh, they are in positions of authority, and, and their decisions impact you know thousands, hundreds of millions of people, and that's what's so scary about it. it, it it's it, you know I can't say any more about it. It's just yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I it's the he's in this particular case he's the president of the United States. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, when he guts the standards for toxic metals dumped in the waterways, just to cite this one example, it's affecting people in Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, all surrounding uh, Lake Michigan, all surrounding all the other great lakes, etc. The birds, the birds, the fish, the whole ecological system is impacted by it, you know? It's just not the human beings, it's the order of the earth, the world itself, and, you know, that thing has been functioning well before we were created and it will continue on well after we pass, you know, and it's just like this guy, I think he has probably a God complex, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 again, it's bad. My three letter word. I'm going to keep using it because it's it's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did you ever figure out I forgot to ask you this. Did you ever figure out? Uh, how you got the virus? Did you? Did they ever no, do any? Pr- uh, they blamed it on uh, 
me going back and forth to the hospital for my infusions because all of that happened, you know, sort of around the same time. Um, I can't say definitively if that was it. Uh, I said something to my wife the other day and she didn't like it, but I will say it. I think it was probably my son. Uh, we were allowing him to go out and play ball and um, he would come in contact with a lot of kids. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, the kids are the biggest virus carriers, but they don't have, they're not asymptomatic, you know, uh, their, their, their symptoms don't show. And obviously they're stronger than, well, their immune systems are a lot stronger than the adult. So they can probably get away with a lot of the things that go on with the COVID. So, um, you know, it's a toss up between the two. When you say ball, baseball or basketball? B-ball. Okay. America's, America's best sport and favorite sport. All right, uh, so let's close on a positive uh, with talking about b-ball basketball. Uh, Henry Davis was a pretty good basketball player in his day, uh, and I well, at of least I thought I was. Yeah, and yeah. of course I was perhaps the, the greatest basketball player ever came out of the state of Illinois in my mind, uh, and as such, we're both basketball fans. We'll close with this: uh, I've been obsessively watching the NBA in the bubble. It's what's getting me through. Uh, my own quarantine that I've <laughs> imposed upon myself, even though my beloved Bulls are nowhere to be found in the bubble and were never invited to the bubble because they are terrible. Uh, I've learned to like just enjoy a game where I really don't care who wins. Are you enjoying a basketball as much as I am, Henry? No, I have not. Uh, and I'm not enjoying watching all of the games in full. I've been watching them. And I do it because I'm probably bored or I'm doing it because that's probably the only thing on TV that makes sense at the time I'll view the game. But this, that's, I'm not used to that basketball. Uh, I'm used to that basketball, you know, we go out and when I was younger, you know, on the playground. But I really don't like it because there's a lot of, like, one, one, one pass shot or if it's not one pass, one shot, it's a guy going from coast to coast. It just doesn't have the same um, – flow that I'm used to uh, when we were not in the bubble. It's it's uh, it's fast-paced. It can get fun, but when guys are not hitting their three-point shots and they're not dunking, it becomes very, very uh, poor. A lot of turnovers. And just a lot of things that I'm not interested in seeing. Not, no pro players. Wow. Well, you know, we don't agree on everything. Okay. And, uh, uh, maybe it's just because uh, I am feeling so uh, locked in, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I hear what you're saying though. Uh, I'm going to sound like a real old timer here, but I don't... the fact that like <laughs> big guys, there's no place for big guys in basketball is a little hard for me to take. We were They're I mean, all big. I mean, everybody's like six nine, six ten. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. Yes, relatively speaking, they're all big. But like when Houston plays, it's small ball for Houston, and uh, I think the tallest guy is six eight or something like that on Houston. Uh, and so they had to take the Lakers had to take Javale McGee out of the game because he couldn't keep up with small ball. And I'm like, well, I don't think he, he can keep up with anything. He's like six uh, twelve. <laughs> and he can't guard anybody, let alone hit a layup. So they had to take him out because he was a liability. Well, he's six. He's seven feet tall. Put him down there in the basket. Put his hands in the air and give him the ball. Well, they showed, a, they showed a clip last night of him being guarded 
um, by uh, the, the gentleman from Indianapolis that plays for uh, Houston. I can't call his name right now. Um, Tucker? God, no, no, the other guy that looks like Tucker. They, they both look alike. Um, House? But, no. Uh, All right, what well, doesn't matter? Go on. Yeah, Eric the, Gordon. There we go. Eric there Gordon, go. EG, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Speaking of guys who just throw up threes, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's from he's from Indianapolis. He's from Indiana. And he uh, was guarding JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. And I remember Charles Barkley, like, just going off. He was like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? He's being guarded by somebody that's probably 6'2 at best. And he's like seven feet tall, and he won't even post this guy up. He's standing on the baseline, like, you know, um, watching the play develop. And he said, this is why you will lose, and this is how you do lose, because of, you know, this person not recognizing what's going on. Uh, Yes, I do remember him saying that and smiling. I love Charles Barkley very much. Uh, And it's hard for me to criticize JaVel McGee. He's a graduate of Hales Franciscan right here in the city of Chicago. He graduated from where? Hales on the south side of Chicago. It's a Catholic school. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that he was from Chicago. Well, I think he moved here uh, later in life. So I don't think he, I mean, later in his adolescence, I don't think he went to grammar school in Chicago. Oh, he was Uh, a transplant like Kevin Garnett. Yes, exactly. And his mom was a basketball player, uh, Pam McGee. Anyway, I know too much about basketball, as you can tell. Uh, Henry Davis, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I'm so glad that you're safe and sound. You yeah, look me great. Too. Thank you. Sound great. <laughs> yeah, appreciate uh, it. And your wife is, I want to thank your wife for uh, putting up with this interview while she's driving you somewhere. I don't know where she's driving you, but thank me her. Either. We, we've been going back and forth. I think we're going back to go pick my son up from his football practice. That's where we were going initially. And so the time has dissipated. I think he gets out in probably about 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I we, hope he's wearing, is he wearing a mask while he plays? Yeah, they're not even allowed onto the field that they don't even have a mask on, and they check their temperature before they get going. I mean, they they are pretty. They're playing as safe as they can, you know. But you can't. You don't have to worry about the kids. I mean, some kids get it, and some many of them have gotten sick and actually, you know, die from it. But not not as much as would be if you're like, uh, you know, sixty five years old with a pre existing health condition. You you know you you you're bound for trouble at that point. And that is why I am imposing my this quarantine. I'm staying in my house. I'll be watching the basketball game tonight, and I'll sneak out for a what, walk. What do, you, what do you think about the vaccination? Do you think we're going to see one before the year is over? Or no, I do not think we're going to see one during the year is over. And I'm warning everybody. And I and I'm so we're miss I mean Christmas. That. If Donald Trump is the president of the United States <laughs> and he announces that he's got a vaccine, people don't believe him. The man is the biggest con artist in the world, okay? Americans, Henry, are so dumb. Some, oh, the president said he, MAGA America is ready to believe him. Anything yeah. he says, Kirk Cousins, I don't, uh, you're never going to get it. Drew Brees, Lou yeah. Holtz, need yeah. I say more? They're a, they are an embarrassment to the human uh, race. My wife just sent me a, uh, showed me an article. Half a million kids diagnosed with COVID-19. No, yeah, it says diagnosed. Uh, something my sister, uh, your favorite. Uh, SDG. <laughs> she posted on, on the Internet, uh, what is this, Facebook, you know, uh, talking about all the kids that have been diagnosed with 
it as well. I mean, so it, it's it's not a, a disease that discriminates, obviously. Obviously, but they care more likely to carry it and give it to the grandfather. And that's the other reason why Kirk Gibson was so Kirk, he did it again. Kirk Cousins is so selfish because he thinks, well, I'm impervious to I won't be sick. Yeah, but you could carry it. Mr. Selfish, you know what I'm saying? You can carry it, give it to someone else. I can't stand the Vikings. I am not rooting for Vikings this year. Can I? I I think we're losing you. Uh, What were you saying? Can you ask me? Oh, man, now I'm showing my age, and you are showing your age. Kirk Gibson Gibson was one of the greatest baseball (laughs) baseball players. He's a football player. He played for uh, Michigan State <laughs> University football, and he played for the Detroit Tigers baseball. And bef- you may not have been born yet. In 1988, in the World no, Series. I'm 79. I'm 79, baby. Oh, I, you, I don't know what you were doing. You were watching Scooby-Doo not or something. Watching, like. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> he came yeah, up, pinch hit, or... and hit a home run to win the game. Game one of the 1988 World Series. He limped around. I'm going to send you the uh, YouTube clip of it. Uh, okay. Kurt, Kirk Gibson hitting the home run and limping around. And Dennis, do you know who Kirk Gibson is? No. Is, is, he, oh, still, is, is, is he still alive? Yes, he is alive. He is alive. Call him, email him, or send him a, a tweet or something and tell him that you're sorry. Uh, you, you know you, what? You, 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 may, you should apologize to that man. I tell you what, if I ever want to feel old, I'll just interview Henry Davis with Dennis listening. And I'll feel real old. I've never heard of the guy. Uh, I'll bet you SDG knows who uh, Kurt Gibson is. Oh, oh she's she cutting. knows. Yeah, she, she, she probably knows that and some more. <laughs> All right, Henry, stay safe, stay sound. We'll you talk too, to you sir. Soon, right? Thank take you. Care. You guys, take care. That's the great Henry Davis. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everyone.